tight. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. I don't know what the stuff is. Maybe birding, maybe garden tools, maybe lawnmowers. But we cover it all. Everything in the outdoors here on Green and Growing. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Heard 6 to 9 every Saturday morning on WSB most of the time, 98% of the time, I'm going to be live in the studio with you, but occasionally I'm going to need a Saturday off. So I think Memorial Day weekend may be that very Saturday, but don't fret. I am currently working on putting that show together and taking some of the best calls that we've had and letting you hear them again and maybe adding some advice from some experts in with the answers that I originally gave and all new material. I really want to pride myself in putting together a show if I have to be out that you're going to hear something you haven't heard before. So I'm working on an interview with an expert on Japanese maples and hydrangeas and just setting us straight. That is an entire radio segment in and of itself, setting us straight on how to care for hydrangeas. And for me, keeping straight when to prune and how to prune because I get confused with old wood, new wood, that kind of thing. So I hope you'll find that beneficial in a couple of weeks. And I think I'm going to have a chance to catch up with Herman Cain that Saturday because I know he always stays close to home and celebrates Memorial Day with his family. And he's my old boss. I haven't gotten to talk to him in a couple of years. So catching up with Herman Cain, all of that is going to be the Saturday of Memorial Day. Who knows how it's going to look? I don't know if any of you are going to be able to go to the beach or be out of town. But nevertheless, I do want you to be able to spend time with your family. You've been doing a lot of that lately. And I know maybe we're all getting on each other's nerves. But getting outside can give everybody their space just going to a park and taking a walk. And check out my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB, because I've had a scavenger hunt up there for a couple of months now, something to do with the kids and keep them busy maybe for an hour in the yard, help them learn a little something and have you kind of interact and engage with them too. And speaking of being outdoors, it is Mother's Day weekend, and you're going to want to plan some things with mom. And I got a good email from the Piedmont Park Conservancy. A lot of you may hit up the park this weekend because the weather's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a little chilly, but it is going to be sunny today and tomorrow. So Piedmont Park is just reminding folks and visitors to follow the public health guidelines because it may be kind of crazy out there this weekend. So Mother's Day crowds are expected. These are the guidelines, and I think this is probably pretty safe for any of the parks you're going to be visiting. Don't gather with people outside of your household. You've got to keep everything in small groups of 6 to 10. Bring and wear masks. If that makes you feel more comfortable, please do that during your visit to the park. And follow social distancing requirements. You've got to stay 6 feet away from other people. If a family's got a picnic and you're playing Frisbee, just be mindful. And they say, plan to pack it in and pack it out. Be prepared to take your trash back home with you. Just reduce the impact of the waste at Piedmont Park. They've got more than 200 acres and a vast, beautiful refuge for Atlantans. It's been there for a long, long time. So just exercising personal responsibility and respecting the health and safety of others, no matter where you go this weekend, just be safe and be mindful of that. 404-872-0750. Up to Marietta in Cobb County. Say good morning to Lewis. How are you this morning? Good morning, Ashley. Um, hey, I put in uh, about three or four Japanese anises. I think that's the way you say it. Yeah. About three or three or four years ago, and they've done fine. Uh, they're probably like seven feet tall, six feet wide, uh, so they did the job. But uh, I'm wondering if I can prune them so that I can lift them up a foot or so to get my mulch underneath there, and if so, when would be the time to do it? 
A little bit of light pruning is really all I recommend right now, Lewis, because these warm months are when we just generally don't want to prune that at all. It does best with late winter pruning before all of the new growth starts. So it's going to stunt it a little bit. But if you're just maybe removing some from the bottom, like you said, for good reason, you want to get mulch up under there. Do what you can to not cut that much, but a little bit is probably not going to hurt it. And did you get the flowering kind? It's flowered, right? Uh, Yes, yes. Okay, that's great, too, because, you know, oftentimes when we prune at the wrong times, that's going to throw off the bloom cycle, too. So, yeah, just, you know, don't prune what you don't have to, but a little bit, but then major pruning to be done in late winter on on Japanese anise. Well, could I just lift the the lower story up, so to speak, maybe to a height of 10 inches? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. And, you know, if if trying to do all of that, if it gets kind of leggy and it's tricky and you need more than two arms, like when I go at something like that, just generally have some maybe short bucket, like a pot or a short bucket or something like that. If you need to prop stuff up to get it up out of your way while you're working there at the crown of the plant, I think that should be fine. Okay, very good. Well, you're doing good in your good sh- your new show. Uh, it's not easy following a legend, but you're doing <laughs> a great job. Thank you so much. I have Saturday mornings where I definitely go home and doubt myself. But if I give a wrong answer, I usually almost immediately will get a text from a friend of Walter's and I's, whoever is in the garden community, or people will reach out to me on social media and just maybe suggest another answer or something like that. And I'm so happy to have that. I am not too proud to be corrected if I say something. And Jason, we had a good conversation with a caller earlier who, you know, I was just thinking all these things controlling moss. And here I go all scientific, like, here's the conditions that it likes. Here's the conditions that it doesn't like. But it was growing on, what, slate and granite? Granite headstone or something? Yeah. So your experience, and you talked to Walter over the years, too, on the air with fish tanks. That has lended itself to become really helpful with garden advice, too. You've just you've tried a lot of things. You've seen a lot of things. And you've given some good advice based on that. Yeah. And it, a lot of times there's simple solutions, like with moss and algae, uh, peroxide takes care of it in an instant. Yeah. See, that's amazing. And you try all these different little plants in the aquariums and in the fish tanks and stuff, too. That I mean, stuff I've never even heard of, but... Sometimes it's very similar to really nursing something outdoors, too. Yeah, it's the same sort of stuff. And a lot of the plants can grow out of the water. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a garden that I don't have to water. <laughs> yeah, the water is built in. And that makes you happy. I mean, doing something like that makes Jason so happy. And I think gardening is so important. And just being connected to the outdoors. Of course, like last Saturday, if you listen to the show, Walter and his friend Ashton Ritchie, they weren't in studio, thank God, but they uh, recognized World Naked Gardening Day, you know, and like that is just something that makes them happy and they just take a crack at it every year, crack us up. So I, to follow tradition, had them on to talk about that and that offended some people. So Walter also throws out that it could be World Pajama Gardening Day and that's just fine. But nevertheless, the whole point of that, when that was started 16 years ago, that whole concept was just to make sure that we connect with nature and be outside with nature. And a friend of mine here at the station shared a really interesting study out of the UK, but they're going through the same types of things that we are with COVID-19 here in the United States. But spending time in the garden, there was a scientific study done on this, and it's not going to surprise you. Spending time in the garden is as good for well-being as living in a wealthy neighborhood. So researchers found that 71% of individuals who use their garden just reported 
good general health, not only physical activity levels being higher and all of that, but psychological well-being, just giving them time to spend outdoors, get their thoughts to themselves, simply relaxing, and some vitamin D. There's definitely something to be said for the sunshine. 404-872-0750. We just were up in Marietta. Now we're going to stay in Cobb County and go up to Kennesaw and say good morning to Russell. How are you? Good morning. Good to hear from you. What can I help you with? Well, this is kind of off the subject. I was hoping to get Walter, but I was too late. <laughs> By <laughs> anyway, about three months, I have but that's a okay. Lawn, <laughs> okay. And I looked on the website and all that stuff, and you're supposed to till the whole lawn up, rake everything out. I want to go to Centipede. I'm tired of fescue. Fescue is way too much work for me now. And I was thinking if I just aerate it real good and put the centipede seed in and it starts eventually, not this year, but probably within a couple of years, it'll choke all that uh, fescue out and I don't have to till the whole lawn and all that. Now, I've I've got thoughts on that kind of both ways Russell because I know we're trying to we're trying to save you some work for sure so let me just clarify for the listeners you've got fescue and you want to go to centipede correct yes okay and do you have the sun conditions that would make centipede happy because you know you've yes. got to have a lot more sun than with fescue right yes so it, oh go ahead the front yard is just sun all day Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So this is something you may not like to hear, but it is a lot better to wipe out the fescue first. And only because centipede grass seedlings, they just really have a hard time. They struggle competing with fescue that's growing pretty thick and pretty vigorous. So if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to invest the money in the centipede seed, you're just best off giving it the best start that you can. So in that case, like you're saying, tilling everything up is one thing. You can actually spray the fescue. I don't know how big of an area we're talking about here, but using Roundup or something, I mean, now would be the time to do it. I know it, it kills you to kill anything that's green and, and growing right now, but spraying it with Roundup. But wait two or three weeks and make sure that that generally kills out most of the fescue, and then it's safe after two or three weeks to start putting the centipede grass seed down. Oh, that's, that's really not good news. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just... There's something about the centipede seed that they're not maybe as strong as something like that. And it's just going to be so tough for them to fight their way up through the root system of the fescue, which sounds like it's doing pretty well. So, uh, but I mean, you are looking at the best time of year to start doing all of that, at least. So at least you're thinking about it at the right time. What are we talking an acre or maybe less? Uh Probably 100 feet by 50 feet. Okay. Well, hey, if any of Russell's uh, neighbors in Kennesaw are looking for something to do today, (laughs) I think (laughs) Russell could maybe use your help. But, yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be it. And you said you've used Walter's website, which is great, WalterReeves.com. I still refer to that almost every day of the week, Russell. And pull up that centipede calendar. Just so since you're starting with a new turf, you want to make sure you're staying on schedule with everything. So go to WalterReeves.com and just type lawn care calendar and you'll see the calendar there for your observation and maybe print it out. Keep it in the garage for Centipede and you're going to be well on your way to a good 
Centipede Lawn. If anybody can think of saving Russell some work, I would love to hear from you too. So 404-872-0750. Got to take a break, but we'll be back on Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and inform. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Good to be back with you for just another half hour. Show goes off the air at 9 o'clock and then followed by Dave Baker trying to keep garden easy for you. So here's this. Green and Growing Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. Maybe be a little hesitant to plant some new stuff right now just until we get over the hill of these lows overnight in the mid-40s. But other things you could be doing. One, fill the ruts and low spots in your lawn. You've been noticing those and tripping over those as you're mowing. Equal mixture of sand and topsoil. That's important to not forget the topsoil. Sand alone isn't going to cut it. Sweep with a broom afterwards just to expose those growing grass blades. Make sure that they still reach the sunshine. Number two, you've got time for your first fertilization of zoysia grass if you haven't already and fertilize centipede lawns. One application per year is usually enough, but you've got the option for a second one in July if needed. And for fescue and warm season lawns, use Bonide Infused Granules. That's a product that can prevent or control diseases. And I can guarantee you here this summer, we're going to be seeing a lot of calls about dollar spot, brown patch, diagnosing spring dead spot. Uh, Apply any of those products after mowing, ideally at the first sign of disease. So that's when you're spending time in your yard mowing once every, I would say, you know, five to eight days, you're going to notice those things. And number three, gall. What is that? G-A-L-L, irregular plant growth, stimulated by the reaction between the plant hormones and growth-regulating chemicals in insects. That's just kind of insects living there in harmony with the plant. They don't really hurt the plant most times. You may see galls on leaves, on the bark, on the stems, flowers. So control is just kind of manual removal. Take that out of the environment. If it bothers you, it just looks funny. But an application of seven at the bud break can reduce the infestation of some galls because it's really just attacking the insect. So you can see pictures of different kinds of gall. I'm just fascinated by that on my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB. Just search for that. And I've posted some of those pictures this morning. Now, planning your day, you're going to want to know Mother's Day weekend. How's the weather going to be today and tomorrow? Very similar. Highs in the upper 60s and low. 70s lows of course hovering around those mid 40s so we want to be mindful of that and it's going to be sunny on monday as well if you're getting out this morning it's 45 degrees just bundle up you're going to need a coat we will be right back we're going to check news weather and traffic on 95.5 wsb It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Slowly starting to warm up around Metro Atlanta right here. The temperature in Midtown Atlanta, 46 degrees. It's only crept up about three and a half, four degrees since I came on the air at 6 o'clock. So I think I'm going to curl up go back to bed after nine o'clock. It's just one of those days where you could do that and take a nap. 404-872-0750. This is Green and Growing. Thank you so much for your kind words and your encouragement, and your support as I do this show and take the place of Walter Reeves. And some of you may be tuning in for the first time and going, oh my gosh, where's where's that guy? 
He retired on January 25th, so I've been at the reins since the beginning of February. Having a blast. As long as I'm having fun, I hope you're having fun. And I've got to keep learning in order to make sure that you all learn a little bit from me, but we learn from each other, too. So that's kind of the name of the game here on the show. Couldn't do it without the experts at Pike Nursery. They teach us a lot. They've taught me a lot and continue to do so. And Desiree Hyman back with us. It's been a while, but great to have you back on the show. Yeah, good morning. How are you doing, Ashley? Very well. Trying to stay warm. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. Like not used to coming into work in May with a sweater. And yesterday I wore boots. I thought I was ready to put those away for the season. But no, no. So tell me some good news about the Pike Nursery locations around Metro Atlanta. Some good news. We definitely have good news. So we are very excited to say all of our stores are open. That's that's an um, incredible feat. Congratulations. I think you guys did it right. Didn't rush back into anything, yeah. but it's so nice to have some normalcy back. Yes, absolutely. And we do have some guidelines, so we are being cautious as always, um, you know, with how many people can be in our store at a given time. So you know, we're going to make sure that we're doing our part to continue to social distance and, you know, keep our customers safe and also our employee owners safe as well. But, you know, we invite you to come inside and you can see all the beautiful plants that I know we've had so many people saying, I just want to walk through your garden centers. So now, now it's your chance. Yeah. Y'all have done a great job though, in email communications to people that subscribe to your newsletters and on social media, like You know, they may not know the specific plant they're going for. They want some color. They want some annuals. They just kind of know it when they see it. But your email newsletters are just so visual that I kind of know, like, I see a hanging basket with petunias. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that I know it when I see it. That's what I want. You know, so it is very nice to have the nursery experience. But again, reminding customers, just be respectful of the employees who some may be a little nervous to be back at work and keeping that social distance and all of that. So we're all going to maybe join in small groups or hopefully get to see mom this weekend, Desiree, because uh, yes. note to men that didn't realize what weekend this is. <laughs> Tomorrow's Mother's Day. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today is the day that you need to uh, pick up a gift for mom. And, you know, what better than flowers that are going to last? Well, cut flowers are pretty. They only last a couple of days. And, you know, mom deserves a little bit more than that. So, We want to give some kind of ideas of things that you can grab mom this weekend. All of them are quick and easy since we know some people like to grab it and get out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you want to fill your garden as well, you know, we'll be there for that. But one of the items that, you know, we think is a really easy, great gift is what we call gardens to go. So basically, we've taken nice pots. We've already pre-planted them with an array of colorful flowers. So the work's been done. So all you have to do is pick up this pre-planted container. It's a quick, easy gift, and it'll keep blooming all spring, all summer. So, you know, mom will have that really great, you know, color for her patio or front ledge or things like that. Well, and also, I mean, gardens to go, yes, but I've seen the farm in Marietta where you guys assemble a lot of those things and succulent little gardens already all matched up in pots. Those are pretty cool, too, if mom maybe just doesn't have the green thumb or or doesn't, you know, have a chance to water often enough. That's a cool, fun little option, too. It is, yeah. So, yeah, we have the blooming, and then we also have succulents, and we have a ton of different ones. So yeah, whether your mom's a, a green thumb or maybe an aspiring green thumb, uh, we have some different options and hanging baskets as well. So, you know, you can obviously come in, let us know kind of what you're looking for and we can, we can help guide you as well. 
And we had Kara on with us last Saturday, Desiree, and we had a really good conversation about hydrangeas. But I think that's probably, and Linda Stouffer, a conversation I had with her from Channel 2 Action News, too. That's a mom favorite. Hydrangeas are popular. It is. It's such a staple for Southern Gardens. And what's great, and I know Kara talked about it, is there's really a hydrangea for every garden, whether you have more sun, you have more shade. And it's really the plant that kind of just keeps giving. So you're seeing them starting to flower now. So it's those big globes of blooms and, you know, blue or pink or white. So it's a really great gift for moms um, that's going to, you know, be there for decades to come. Also, we do guarantee all trees and shrubs for life. So if, uh, you know, something happens to the hydrangea along the way, we've got your back. Very good. And one more popular plant that I just can't help but... I mean, I have to think of it the minute I walk into your nurseries because it's right there, an orchid, too. Yes. So we have a great selection of orchids. Uh, The Phalaenopsis orchid is the one that most people uh, think of when they think of orchids. It tends to be white. So a really great plant for inside the house. Once again, cut flowers, beautiful, but a Phalaenopsis orchid will continue to bloom for weeks or sometimes even months. So it's a really nice, long-lasting flower. Um, well, they are really pretty, which I think intimidates some people, they're actually quite easy. You really just, you know, give them a nice soak every maybe seven to ten days, sometimes longer. Um, and, you know, it's just make sure that mom puts it in a place that has bright, indirect light, and they they last. So. They may look elegant, but they're actually really easy. Yeah, we've definitely got to be diligent with orchids, but you're right. That's just such a rewarding plant. You can really congratulate yourself if, A, you're able to keep it alive, and, B, you can make it rebloom for sure. So we've got gardens to go. We've got hydrangeas, orchids, gift cards, of course, for mom. All of that is going to be at Pike Nursery this weekend for you to shop at all the nursery locations. Are the store hours a little bit different, though, Desiree? Um, We are open from 9 to 6. And then Monday through Friday, we are doing kind of the special hour from 8 to 9 for anyone 60 plus or anyone that, you know, may have kind of a compromised immune system or just a little bit more vulnerable guests. So we are really trying to make sure that, you know, we take care of our communities and be safe, but also making sure that we can all go play in the dirt. Yes. So if you need nursery locations and an update on those hours and more information about gift cards, if that's something you're thinking about, pikenursery.com. And you being a gardener too, Desiree, I wanted to get your advice. We've kind of talked throughout the show of these temperatures dipping down into the mid-40s. And, you know, some people are just religious about covering and making sure everything's okay. Some people like me are maybe a little riskier, not lazy, just thinking, <laughs> ah, I think they're going to be okay. So what's some of your advice for gardeners with this, you know, unseasonably chilly weather? Yeah, not conversations we usually have Mother's Day right? weekend. But some of the best things you can do is make sure that if you want to do some prep today, laying a good layer of mulch will really help kind of insulate the plants. Um, also, if you have any plants and containers that you can bring in or bring into your garage, that's really great for potted plants. But another item which sometimes seems counterintuitive is to water your plants really well this evening. So when you water, you want to make sure that you're watering at the base because you're trying to just get water on the root system and not all the leaves. So, it, you know, the water helps kind of insulate. So it seems kind of counterintuitive sometimes, but a really thorough deep water tonight will be really, really helpful. And then you can also, you know, as you kind of mentioned, cover your plants as well. Uh, The biggest thing with covering plants is you got to make sure you get up tomorrow morning and remove that covering before Mm -hmm. the sun comes up. 
if you leave it on there a little too long, uh, they can actually burn from the sun. So you get the, you may actually have worse problems if you don't get that covering off. So, you know, watch the forecast in your specific area because everyone's just a little bit different. And if you need to start doing cold prep, you know, please do make sure it's the tender annuals that you may have just planted, tomatoes, if you've planted anything tropical like hibiscus or anything like that, that's what you're going to want to cover or, you know, make sure you water in or mulch, et cetera, tonight. Yeah, and temperature swings, too, they can really affect tomatoes. There's like 16 to 20 different diseases and just things, problems that we see Mm -hmm. with tomato plants here in the South. And big swings in temperature is one that one thing that can just really bring on a couple of different problems with tomatoes. So so I agree with you, Desiree. Definitely take the cover off during the day. Black plastic rather than clear because of the way the sun affects it and all of that. But will you have a happy Mother's Day? And to all of the employee owners there at Pike Nursery as well, we hope everyone enjoys the weekend. Yes, we're excited to see everyone. Have a great one, Ashley. All right, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. And pikenursery.com if you need a little more info there. 404-872-0750. Hey, Juanita, calling from Decula. Hey, how are you? Great, how's it going? Great, and I love your show. I'm not a gardener, but I listen to it. It's so interesting. I keep thinking I'll gain it by osmosis, the information. That's (laughs) slowly what I'm doing, too. So you and I both, sister. Well, how can I help? (laughs) Well, I know you're a pet owner of your lovely Great Dane. And I have a lot of uh, poison oak and ivy in my backyard. And I'm trying to decide whether I should just cover up and pull it out and put it in a paper in a bag and get rid of it or if I safely used a poison would you do that as a pet owner if I used something sprayed it and then let it dry real good before I let my dog be outside what would you suggest as a pet owner you're absolutely right Juanita I know you see pictures of shadow on social media all the time and yeah she is is our baby for sure so that that is really important and we always want to look and follow you know the label directions on these products two of the ones that I have used with success with poison ivy is ortho brush killer Uh and also uh uh brush oh my gosh i just lost it it's blue let um, me go get my pad here <laughs> okay yeah yeah ortho brush killer and also bio advanced which used to be bayer bio advanced bio advanced has a brush killer as well so both of those are going to be pretty effective for you uh, with poison ivy, yeah, manual removal is just too tricky. But I did want to look at the label as I spoke to you just because I want to be sure of what ortho recommends. So, yeah, as far as children playing in the lawn and animals as well, waiting until that dries is very important. But hours afterwards and make sure that those applications of those brush killers are dry should not harm the animal unless you do know that your pet has a tendency to lick leaves to lick grass blades that is not uncommon they do that or if they have to you know eat grass for some dietary something that they're lacking and they tend to ingest grass just be very mindful of that maybe wait in that area you know until like maybe a day before it rains, like a solid 24 hours, apply it, let it dry, do its job, but then it's going to be, you know, washed away a little bit, but still have systemically gone into the system of the um, 
the plant and poison ivy. So yeah, so ortho and bioadvanced both make a very good brush killer and poison ivy right there on the front of the label. You can't miss it, Juanita. So that's going to do you just fine. Thanks for calling. Great to hear from you. Great to talk to you. We've got a few more calls we're going to have time for, but we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB and we're on. 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley. Hopefully that's how you stay alongside us in the house. You're not in the car as often, so we appreciate you waking up on a early Saturday morning, beautiful Saturday morning, and listening in. Thank you so much. 404-872-0750. A couple more calls in just a minute, but a quick weather update. That's brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today through Monday, all going to be sunny, very similar, no clouds, highs around the upper 60s to low 70s, but the lows, that's where we want to be concerned with those temperatures dipping down close to 42, maybe 47 in some of the more metro Atlanta counties, so beware of that. I want to talk to Kim in Doraville. Good morning, Kim, with a question about your hydrangeas. How are you? Hi. Yes, I am new to this whole hydrangea thing, and I've put out one in my front garden and one in the back side of the house. The one on the back side of the house is kind of in a shady spot. Is that too dark for hydrangeas? What kind is have... it? <sighs> Is it the mop head, which is the big fluffy round bloom, or does it yeah. have? Okay, okay, so we're talking about... It's it's a mop head. Okay, good. Macrophylla hydrangea. Those prefer mostly morning sun, so a little bit of shade is going to do them some good for sure. They really flourish with morning sun anytime that they're, you know, getting direct sunlight, I would say before 1 p.m. So a panicle hydrangea, though, that's more of the grape shape, like a cone. They can do much better in full sun all day. They can do fine in partial shade as well, but you having the mop head the macrophylla type, morning sun is going to be best. So, yep, don't worry about the shade. I think that could be just fine. Kim, I don't mean to rush through, but I want to make sure we talk to Kathy and Lilburn before the end of the show. Hey, Kathy. Hi. I'm loving your show. You're doing a great job, Thank Ashley. Thank you. Um, and very quickly, Mother's Day weekend is when I always uh, cut off the greenery from my daffodils because they're falling over by now. And I also have some inside hyacinths uh, that grew in a jar. And I'm just wondering, do I also cut their greenery off now? And uh, do I keep them in the jar where they're rooting, uh, plant them in the ground or throw them out? Now, if cutting the foliage off of the daffodils has worked for you in years past, Kathy, keep doing what you're doing. But with hyacinth and daffodil and any of those things, and even like daylilies, once they come and go here in the next few months, It's best to not cut off the greenery, and here's why. Just because even though it looks ugly and it's flopping over and it's starting to brown, all of that is providing nutrients back to the bulb, and it really needs that energy to be able to... It really... Am I on the air? Okay. (laughs) Um, It really needs that energy to be able to reinvigorate the bulb and make sure that they keep coming back. So with the hyacinth, I don't know as much about that as I do. I mean, I know what they look like, but I don't know as much about that as a daffodil, but I would leave it. If it doesn't bother you too much, I would leave the greenery just to make sure that bulb's going to be okay. And yeah, leave it in the container and the container's fine. And when it's all faded and all fine, you can go ahead and start to dry it out a little bit. Maybe bring it back next year. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Kim. And thank you all of you for the kind words. I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day if that applies to you, whether you're a mom, a stepmom, a pet mom. It doesn't matter if you take care of your friends and neighbors. 
Happy Mother's Day. I hope you're spoiled and you get everything you want and you've just got some time to enjoy with your family. I'll be back next Saturday. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.